Holy Puck, your number one source of hockey news, views, and abuse. It seems to be half of the course for the fucking Habs these days. I, I will definitely take all your advice on spark plugs. You're a piece of shit. Uh, it's good, wholesome fun. Vibes all around. Good vibes all around. Holy Puck. Old fans longing for a return to the glory days. So aggressive. And then there's young fans so who don't aggressive. know what a glory day is. Shame! Braden's fudgy. It was such a one-sided fight. It was brutal. That's top-notch comedy. If you don't appreciate that, you can fuck off. So here we are, episode 16 of Holy Puck, your single best source of news, views, and particularly abuse on the internet. I'm John. This is Cam. How you doing, man? Sweet 16. Sweet 16. I know. We're doing very well. In fact, that should be our episode title. Sweet 16. Week. Excellent I just work. came up with... Hang so, on. Yeah. Nailed it. So we actually went in untitled this week. So it's been a big week in hockey. There's been some interesting things happening. It's just been a big week in general. The, Caps the secured the President's huge. Trophy. So that means we're going to lose in the playoffs. Excellent. And for our international listeners, we had a sweet four-day weekend thanks to some bullshit Christian holiday called Easter. Whoa! Yeah. Which meant I got to sit on my ass and do nothing for ages. Nailed to the boards just like Jesus. Stop. Oh, fuck. Stop. You got any anti-Semitism in there just to clear it out before the show if it really kicks off? No, I just wanted to make a Jesus joke. Mad. Mad. So, anyway. It's been, it's been a really good week this week. So, we've got some... Uh, we've got we've got a lot of news to get through this week. and I, I, A lot I, of news. There's, there's always a lot of news in Holy Puck land. There's actually so much news that we're now splitting it into international and local because the Australian season is... It's 12 hours away. It's 12 hours away because obviously pump up for the game that's on tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. Be Representing the Holy Puck crew, unfortunately. John's not going to be representing. I will be eating poorly made barbecue at my brother-in-law's house. John is a giant (laughs) pussy and didn't actually check the calendar. And he's going to a family dinner instead of coming to the hockey to eat hot dogs and drink beers. If you are married. Always check. check the calendar. Check the calendar. Even if you're not married, check, check the, the calendar. calendar. That is a rookie mistake, I know, Cam. And I'm, I'm, I would apologize, but I'm not that sorry. So here's me out there on a Thursday night. Drinking rep- tinnies. Representing. Drinking probably t- two responsible Responsible tinnies. dad beers. <laughs> two responsible dad beers. But enjoying the great game because you're <laughs> not there. The, the, the great game that we all love. So absolutely. I'm going to have to go and make a new best friend now. This is shit. Or maybe it's not Or maybe shit. you could just go with all of your mates. <laughs> maybe, anyway, maybe, like you are. Maybe you it's fuck a, with. Maybe it's a great opportunity to make new friends. Better friends. <laughs> better friends. Well, definitely friends with better haircuts. That's for sure. That's for sure. But you know what? Let's get into the international news. <laughs> all right. So for the first time since 1970, which was a Bruin Stanley Cup year, fuck you, John, you've never won one. one. We've never yeah. won one. it. But I posted a picture of Ovi in a, a cowboy hat and signings this week on our Instagram, Very which good. was lovely. Very good. Well received as well. <laughs> um, but for the first time since 1970, there will not be a single Canadian team in the playoffs. Everyone excellent should, news. Excellent news, however, enjoy <laughs> it now because the Leafs commencing in 2020 are probably going to win five in a row. Yeah. So enjoy it now. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty mad. In fact, you know what? We, we posted this this week, and I think this was probably the, 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 the post that got the most comments on our Instagram this week of everyone going, Yeah! Suck yeah. it, nerds! Here's the thing, though, right? Everyone gets really excited when Canadian teams fall apart, but when it comes to world championships and Olympic, everyone I know roots for Team Canada. That's right, which is so funny. It's really weird. So Although, when it comes to Canadian teams, dudes get dark on it. But I mean, like my son has a Team Canada jersey. Yeah, I root for Team Canada when they play, but yeah. I mean, I kind of just root for everyone. I just root for good games. Yeah, I just root, 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 
That's two in two minutes, Cam. We're doing very well. Nailed it. Anyway, so the big news coming out of Edmonton this week is now Yukupov has now demanded a trade. And you know, you know, you know what they said? Fine. We don't care, man. <laughs> Guess you could say that's the uh, final nail in his time in Edmonton. Yeah. That was terrible. Phenomenal. It's so good. But though. how good is that? He's like the best thing that that he's done lately is demand a trade, and then <laughs> management's gone. Fantastic. Excellent. We don't have to do anything now. How do we facilitate this for you, you bum? <laughs> also, it was they don't even honestly they don't even have to put in a call to his management. They just go, yeah, mate, just do it. Here's your letter. Just go. See you, mate. I will say this though. Aside from us not being shocked because a disgruntled kid who hasn't lived up to his potential is blaming his environment. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair though. Blaming the environment in Edmonton actually seems kind of valid because from the outside in, it looks pretty toxic. And they're ter- well, they're a team that has lost together. They're a core that's lost together. They're a core that have stayed together and continue to lose. So they they're a core that needs to be broken up. So, so they're losers. They are. They're a group of well, they're a group of dudes who have since they've been rookies have been pre-programmed to essentially lose. Well, once you accept every game losing, you're forever a loser. Well, that's right. They don't know how to come back. They yeah. very rarely. Um, put up a really good fight. Show some backbone, God damn it! Exactly. Where is that backbone, but Cam? It, Where's it gone? But I mean, high draft picks, heaps of cap space, a new GM and a coach, and still stinking it up. So here's the thing. Maybe Yakupov will be seen as one of those reclamation projects where a team's confident with the right mix of culture, leadership, and a different system. They can swoop in and he might actually they flourish. can pick him up. He's so this, good, this is like, this, this is classic drunk girl to bar. Where's this going? Well, it's very simple, right? So, a homeboy strikes out, drunk girl's still there. What do you do? Swoop in with all your pizzazz and charisma, and you nail that drunk girl. That's how it works. I don't really know if I like that analogy. That's really creepy. I feel like it totally works, though, eh? The only reason I'm not super off you is because I know you're a married dork, and you wouldn't actually do something like that, and you're probably just recycling like a scene from Entourage. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> hey, do you know what I am thinking, though? Yeah, you a- suck. You know that was brilliant. Here's a trade for you. Yeah, tell me more. Yakupov for Druin. Problem for problem and see if the change of environment does him a, does him a good-o. In theory, yes, it works, but big Stevie Y, is, he's too smart for that. He's too smart. For, he's, like, he's not, he's not going to trade a project for a project. It's not going to work for him. Yeah, but like, maybe... <laughs> yeah, but I'm right, though. No, yeah. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> may, maybe the fear of playing for Stevie Eisenman is what... I will scare him straight. Scare him straight. Oh, I'm yeah, saying. like the, the scared straight videos from I'm not 80s. saying it'll work out well for Edmonton because we know they're prone <laughs> to bad decision-making. But <laughs> well, I'm saying so for, far. for the bolts, it could work because Stevie could put the fear of God in him. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. For me, it doesn't work. I, I, I see him going to somewhere completely random. I f- maybe, maybe Nashville will pick him up or Colorado or somewhere like that. I just, I don't feel... Colorado I, are too good for him. I feel like a lot of things are too good for him. Like, but, you know, who cares? Like, it's, it's going to be interesting. But, like, the big thing is, like, they, he, he can, he's not just going to walk, so they've got to trade him. Oh, you know where he could go? The Adelaide Adrenaline have a roster spot. Ah, yes, of course. Come to Australia. The Stangs need an import. Mm. We need a few imports, actually, to be mildly competitive this year. Hey, another Oilers topic, though. Speaking of packages. <laughs> packages. Dickhead. Um, GM Peter Chiarelli, a.k.a. that bald douche canoe that ripped apart the bees. Oh, yes. Of Bruins fame. Yeah, infamy. <laughs> I hate him. I can't even say the words, infamy. Um, he's declared that Conor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are the only players aren't on the market from so the Oilers. Literally everyone else is good to go. Tell you what, Taylor Hall and the Nuge are up for grabs for the right price. So maybe Yakupov can ride their coattails a little further to oh, a new destination. In a package deal. A package deal. So some might say a combo. Combo. Two for one even. So just this like, is like this is essentially like going to KFC. 
Yeah. Just, so, like, just like your boy Chris Coonan, so he could keep riding their coattails again yeah. and maybe <laughs> How the go fuck is he else? my boy? You know I hate him. Yes, that's why I said it. <laughs> but it's so he, upsetting. Here's the thing, though, too. Any of the teams that are serious about making an offer on Stamkos at the end of the season, yeah. if they miss out on Stamkos, I would be looking towards the Nuge or Taylor Hall. And the reason I say Holy Puck Spirit is because it's not particularly complimentary. <laughs> I remember seeing you rage about this all week, Cam. What, all damn week. What you, the dear listener, should realize is I'm like a dog with a bone. When something ticks <laughs> me off, I don't just talk about <laughs> yeah. it once, not twice, not thrice, but all nine week. times. Hey, Cam, are you cut about this? No, but really, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah, yeah I know. Thanks, a- man. Anyway, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky presented Justin Bieber with a signed Oilers 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 jersey. Stuff that up more, dude. Yeah, I'm just so angry. Dude, dude. so. <laughs> Angry. I'm, what were you more angry at? The fact that he gave him a, a jersey or his haircut? Which one? I don't even know. Stop <laughs> trying to G me up. <laughs> but anyway, look, after Biebs, that little shit stain, spent some time with a great one in a promotional capacity. And I say promotional, not charitable, because I refuse to believe that that little flog does a single thing without getting anything out of it. I oh, know. He does everything for personal gain. Yeah, because he's a piece of crap. Well, yeah. Anyway, this photo made me want to vomit. Um, oh yes, the the Wayne Gretzky awkward smile oh. and and uh, old old Beebs looking like he was super stoked and he's like, yeah, I know heaps about hockey. The one thing no, that made me don't. feel better is my opinions seem to be universally shared by hockey fans. Oh, by everyone. Bieber is a well-known turncoat, trend hop, or whatever you want to call him. He's often spied wearing different team hats depending on which day of the week it is. So you know. Fuck him. Side note, <laughs> remember that time that he went on a tour of NHL oh, arenas God. and a lot of the teams roped off their logos so he couldn't step on them? Yeah. yeah. Red hop. Fuck you, and, Biebs. And was universally booed by all fans side across note, the world. Side note, I saw on TV before that Justin Bieber now refuses to do meet and greets with his fans. He says it's too emotionally taxing. It's hard on his spirit. Oh, to meet all of his dickhead fans. Who pay, who pay his salary. Thousands of dollars. What a piece of shit. Do you know what would have been good if he played in some kind of charity hockey game and they cut so his throat? Someone could beat him down. No, throat cut. Oh. Skate cut. Ah, oh, so he could be like cutthroat except not survive. Yeah, they're like, oh. That would be great. They're like, Justin, you should play in gold. No, we don't wear net guards anymore, mate. That's just a rumor. Yeah, Soz Man. Go stand over there. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> yeah. John, you can have the next one. I need to simmer down. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I just I, I feel like we should simmer on this a little more. No, I don't want to talk about it anymore. You're, you're so, so upset. It's just, a, it's annoying. It's so, so upset. And it's doubly annoying because there's no meet and great options for Gretzky on his tour to, tour to Australia. Yeah, so I, I think it's just bad vibes all around. We've caught you at a bad time because Gretzky could still redeem himself somehow. Yeah, but I'm not going to go to that game. I'm not going to go to that game. I'm not going to go either, but he still could redeem himself somehow. You know what I mean? Like, if one of our mates is there and gets a photo with him, I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, fair enough. That's pretty cool. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying that to be negative. You're just saying that to be Okay, so current assistant uh, coach. Uh, I can't even say his name. Oh, John Butchergross. Nice. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's, he's actually um, hanging the up the boots. The Red Wings assistant coach. Yes, the Red Wings. He's, he's hanging up the boots at the, uh, the end of the season. Or would you even say not hanging up the boots, maybe hanging up the skates. So to speak. And now he's... um. He's uh, going to take up a head coaching role at the University of Wisconsin. So good on him. I really like this, right? There's a few reasons why I like this. And I, I followed up some negative shit with some good shit to get Is me that back because on the you're, you're so upset 
about Bieber that yeah. this is some good news, which actually could have made it to our good news segment this week. Well, no, the reason I like this, so it Tony's also close. being a top-notch good bloke and he's taking his brother Don along as an assistant, but the University of Wisconsin head coaching role is a top-notch college job. Um, and the days are, are long gone where going back to coach a collegiate team is seen as like a backward step or a No, regression. because it's actually a jumping, it's a stepping stone now because what you're seen as, you're seen as, uh, yeah. as grooming young talent, as being able to, particularly if you can lead them, your particular team to a, you know, particularly strong victory or even strong showing. Strong for showing a, towards for a the of, frozen four. That's right. To, for a particular, you know, usually for a couple of years and then all of a sudden, bang. Well, there's actually recent precedent for this that's because right. the current Flyers bench boss, which is Dave Hackstall, he, this is his first professional gig outside of the collegiate system and the Flyers are actually ticking along quite well. He's got an eye for young talent. He's a little bit younger. The players respond to him. They respect to him. It's a good vibe. Coaching it's a good the move. University of Wisconsin could be just what homeboy needs. Well, Come back to the NFL, uh, NFL, NHL, and it'd be like, hey, young kids and young men who I understand that I have molded you as players and as you know, great people. Who would like to come play for me? Come play for me. Yeah. So it's going to be an attractive option for young, young Wisconsin's. (laughs) Wisconsin's. Wisconsin's. Wisconsiagons. Croissants. Dickhead. (laughs) Anyway, so DeShane and and McKinnon are both injured. Still missing for the Avs. So that means that they're pretty much done. Avs are not making the playoffs, which sucks because... Remember how I said Nashville are going to make it? I didn't disagree with you. I just said I want to see the Avs make it. Remember how I said that? Yeah, but I said I want. I've to been see right twice this year. What's <laughs> going on? I know a whole two times, but then I also <laughs> said the wild. I also said the wild will make it, and the wild are currently on a five-game win streak after they sweeping are. the fuck Hawks today. Well, you know what? The Hawks have uh, not won a game for quite a while. Yeah, and that makes me ever so happy. John, try and explain to our listeners how big my grin is right now. It's that's, that's like it's, it's obnoxiously large. It's, it's, like, it's like evil supervillain taking over the wind. It is. It's but like yeah. you're stroking a cat. I'm actually doing that with my you're, fingers. You're, you're, yeah, you're doing the weird finger thing. And you know what? You're looking at me weird. Let's move on. All right. So apparently the power brokers in Arizona aren't happy with the Yotes rebuilding efforts and they'd like to see a faster turnaround. Makes sense, given <laughs> yeah. that this will be the fourth year they're going to miss the playoffs. I'd also be upset if I was them, considering how much money they've pumped into it. Well, here's the thing, though. The hockey news, well done, lads. I love your fact-checking. Has they fact-check like anyone's very business. Very good source yeah, when, it comes than to us. when it comes to statistics. Hey, how good is it that there's other people that research better than us? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, but they've reported that the Yotes only had $33 million invested in next year's roster, which means they've actually got close to $40 million So that means space. they can buy anyone. Well, given the promise that they've shown, they've shown that the community's building, their rink situation's in good hands and now. And that the vibe is high. The vibe's high. They've got good young players. They so should be able to dude. nab themselves some of those top-notch free agents. Let's see if that saves anyone's job. Probably will. I feel like it will. But like, hockey, as we've learned recently, hockey's big on vibe. Like, chemistry is one of those unstated... Um, Terribly boring subject at school, though. It is. Mm. But it's one of those Sub- intangibles that you absolutely, you absolutely have to have and foster and build. It's like team culture, but you know what? It hasn't worked in Pittsburgh. You know, it's been terrible there. Oh, my God. Quick sidebar. Phil Kessel voted by the players. Yeah, yeah. He's the most, most overrated player in the league. <laughs> I know. I read that and had a oh. chuckle on the train. The lady next to me was like, why are you, are you reading lo- about hockey? What are you laughing at, you pale, pale man? I know. Super pale, but not as pale as Phil the Thrill. Yeah, true. Hey, a little bit of drama in the NCAA world. Uh, highly touted prospect Jimmy Vezzi was drafted by the Preds in 2012. Ah, uh, yes. And now he's like, hey, man. 
I'm going to be a free agent. Fuck you. I'm not playing for you. I don't. I read rate that he, this. you know, in fact, I don't I, rate this, John. He actually said, "I'm going to play for you three times." In fact, to their faces, I'm and going to play for. In you. fact, said that he will be, in fact, playing. In fact, in this the year, playoffs. In fact, this year in the playoffs. In fact, and what's happening now? Oh my god! For those of you at home, a little bit of backstory. So they signed in 2012, and he said, "I'm going to go get at my number education, 66." Right? In fact, so he went to play for Harvard. The Preds told him, that's cool, go get your degree, we go love it, stew. we back it, go and stew, get better, yeah, get yeah. educated. Turns out and he's they, a powerhouse. They said, when you get out, we've got a top six role waiting for you, and straight into we the playoffs, and you, some money. And it's like, but we expect you to come straight in as well. So the expectation was set. And he said, yep, I'm down. Totally so, keen, let's do it. So much so that they said, cool, we don't need to address our left wing situation at the trade deadline because we've we'll got park this it, coming and we'll park and we'll, it. We'll park it and we will not actually actively go out and pursue... Any of the left wings that are on on offer, wait, wait and for, left, wait for and little left Jimmy, left wait, little wait Jimmy. for slipping Jimmy. Oh, solid slipping Jimmy. I'm going to go with that from now on. Love it. So he uh, he he said, "Yep, totally coming." He's played the fool, and now all of a sudden they're left without a top prospect, a rubbish left wing situation, <laughs> and let's be honest, are a little hurt. Not even the worst bit, though. I'd be, you know what? If I was, if I was Preds butthurt. management, I'd be super butthurt. Guess what, like, dude? Fuck. This is collusion <laughs> of the highest order. Because young Jimmy, slipping oh, yeah. Jimmy, his father is a goddamn scout with the Maple Leafs. This mm, screams collusion. Guess what, Jimmy? Oh, I'm going to be a free agent now. Daddy works for the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs have heaps of money. Yeah, I'll probably go and sign with Toronto. Collusion! Yeah, yeah, I know it's collusion. You know it is. Oh it's, my it's, god. I'd be so butthurt if I was them, though. But for real. Anyway, so staying on uh, on Toronto for a minute. But holy hell, man. They're going to be fucking insane in two years. It's starting to concern me a little bit. Like, I'm no, no, I'm... Like, let's be honest. Like, they'll probably blow it somehow. But still, it's, I don't think it's they mildly will. Shani, concerning. Shani's got it. So here's what they got. They got Hyman. They've got Nylander. They've got Morgan Riley. They've got a lot of cap space. They're obviously going to get the number one pick for Austin Matthews because the league will not allow the Oilers to get another number one pick. No, no. I think the, the league are now going to go, you guys need to sort it out yourself. Did hear a saucy little scenario I've, for this Dude, this I've been week, reading though. heaps about this of late. Like, get, get around this one. Austin Matthews is from Arizona, right? Uh, the, I see Yotes, where you're going. the Yotes will give I... up Ekman Larson for pick one so they can have Austin Matthews. Wow. And you I know you're a huge fan of the home of the, you know the hometown, the hometown kid. kid comes home, kills it, can turns into a franchise player. I, I can see I can I can already see the romantic story ticking over in your Dude, mind. I can see it happening. Like, don't, don't even try it. So I know what you're gonna Dude, say. Domi. Yeah. Anthony DeClaire. <laughs> Austin Matthews. Wow. That's amazing. I fucking knew it. I knew you were going to sandbag me with this shit. But you always <laughs> fucking do. On top of that, though, apparently the Leafs are balls deep in acquiring highly touted KHLD man Nikita Zets, uh, Zaitsev, um, who's been tearing up for um, CSKA Moscow. You pricks. Isn't that Ovi's old team? I think so. Stop getting all these good young players from all over the world. And then they're going to kill it as well. Stop it. Oh, so in other Russia-related news of aside KH- from the aside from the declining uh, declining currency, <laughs> yeah, and Putin's hairline. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We're laughing at your economy and your leader. Yeah, <laughs> come find. Although us. he'll probably come like donkey punches for real. He's he's an angry, angry and slash scary man. You know what? Full of shit. It's all simulated. 
They're like, oh, he killed it. He's a- not a fucking cyborg, dude. No, they're like, oh, he killed a bear with his bare hands. Here's a photo. You're like, was anyone there? No, nope. nah, but it video? happened, though. No. Nope. Oh, okay, cool. Photoshop doesn't exist in Russia. Mad. <laughs> Whatever. Well, the internet doesn't exist in North Korea, so stranger things have happened. Joey Hughes could take Vladimir Putin. Yeah, I'd back that. Hey. Back that. Yo, Joey, if you're listening, let's tear it <laughs> yeah, up. Yes, tear it up. Let's let's tear up. Anyway. So Anton Huberden has decided, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to play in the NHL or the AHL. I'm going back to the KHL Covey style. Yeah, I mean, look, good on him. He's not getting a starting gig and he wants the game well, time. No. <laughs> like, but I mean, on the flip side, <laughs> getting paid in, in rubles in a league that's worried it's going to lose all its top flight talent in North America doesn't yeah. exactly <laughs> scream good decision making. Well, considering the NHL and the AHL have been like actively sourcing players from the the Swedish and Russian leagues for quite a while now. It's fairly safe to say that when the dollar in Russia crashes and it's not far off, looking like it's getting closer and closer by the week. Like, let's be honest, it's going to become essentially a Maple Leaf scenario and everyone's in. I mean, it's it's a snatch and run scenario. Get around us. I mean, John and I clearly know heaps about the global economy. I mean, the FT 100 share index is just going off right now. You are in no way qualified to say shit like that. Absolutely not. <laughs> hey, speaking of um, dog shit finances, though, do you like my segue? I love the segue. I actually read and lolled out loud this week. Pretty good, right? It's actually hilarious. We love a good back office meltdown, so oh, it's interesting we, to we read. We love that, yeah. to hear a, of a big company big one. losing their minds, yeah. publicly no less. Well, Bauer and Easton are about to cop a class action lawsuit regarding incorrectly slash intentionally yeah. reporting <laughs> earnings um, that are... Uh, not exactly accurate to their shareholders, which means it is time for CCM, Reebok, and we're assuming Under Armour, refocus on the hockey market and, and make swoop that in. money. Like Side I said, note, swoop in and bang that drunk girl. Swipe note, Under Armour already endorsed Carey Price. The seeds have been planted. Yeah, yeah. And Reebok already got their um, replica market in the terms of jerseys. So yeah, and I love CCM. CCM stuff. were obviously, you know, had the contract for you know, well, I've got a, years in the I've 90s. got a big head too, and CCM helmets fit me. Of course. So that's cool. Because your head is fucking gigantor. Massive. It is so big. Mm. That's not a forehead. That's a five head. Where I keep, no, I don't even have a big forehead. <laughs> I just have a big head all around. That's where I keep my secrets. Ah, uh, yes. So let's talk about Yaga's record this week, which I, we <laughs> almost need a Yaga weekly, segment. Weekly Yaga <laughs> segment. Yeah. Yaga did something else that was amazing this week. Yaga banged a model. Are you ready? Yaga broke Are another record. Tell me more. Weekly Yaga segment moving forward. The man, the myth, the mullet. Yeah, I'm, I back that. That's, That's sick. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's lock that in. Let's, you know what? Let's coin it next week. I'll find and and you know that can replace the fantasy segment because fantasy. Yes, hockey because we can't do anything it. on fantasy for a while, so we just have to wait. We have to wait it out. The man, the myth, the mullet. Excellent. Done. Well done. Making segments on the fly. Kudos, Cam. Triple M. No longer playing coaches. We're just talking about Yaga. Man, myth, mullet. <laughs> Idiot. Anyway, he scored his 25th goal this uh, of this week. So. That's pretty huge. So that takes him up to Gordie Howe's level. He joins Gordie Howe as the only other player who has reached a 25 goal in a season mark in 18 different seasons. That's insane. There are kids who have been... There are kids who are drinking and banging right now that are are the same age as Yaga's records. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I haven't scored... That's actually ridiculous. I haven't scored that many goals in like NHL 2K. Like no. <laughs> yeah, he's actually PlayStation. Yeah, he's PlayStation. That's, That's mental. Been, hey, you know what's been kind of weird though? There's been so many injury stories this week that we've given them almost their own segment. Almost. Yeah, they're almost um, like yeah, it's it's terrible actually. Like the amount of dudes, and you know what? This this list is just like the who's who of John's fantasy league, uh, John's fantasy team this week. Yeah. The first three are on my team. 
Well, Chris <laughs> Kunitz, that Kotao riding motherfucker, My was boy. injured on a rather innocent-looking hit from the magic man, Pavel Datsuk. But... Um, people getting injured sucks. Like, it sincerely does, but also it's Kunitz, so John isn't very sad. Nah. Well, I was well, actually, I was pissed because I needed him to score that day, and... I, I lost Have you fantasy. had Kunitz in fantasy? Yeah. <laughs> I you picked him up like two weeks ago. You goddamn hypocrite. Hey, I'm allowed to make fun of him. No. You yes. Can't, you can't, I'm allowed to make fun of Chris Kunitz. You cannot rag on a player in the manner that you do. And, and then, then pick him up in fantasy. And then swing off his nuts in fantasy. Oh, it's super hypocritical. That's super hypocritical. You're a I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to own it. And you know what? I don't even care. No, I don't even I, care. I know you don't care. Look at you. You don't care about your appearance. Yeah. I'm kid. sitting in a flannel in a fucking capital shirt. I'm an idiot. You'd be, you should be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Anton. Yeah, all right, buddy. Back to injuries there. <laughs> Anton Strawman's fractured his left fibula. which Also is in John's fantasy team. Brutal injury for anyone to cop. Yes. He's obviously gone for the remainder of the reg season, and realistically, he won't he's, make he's it not back playing. for the playoffs. He's, he's um, not playing at all. He's done for the year. That's even it. if they made the Stanley Cup finals, he's they'd be pumping him full of painkillers just to get him out there. So terrible news for the Bolts and terrible news for Strowman, who's one of the most underrated D-men in the league, in my less than humble opinion. I love Anton Strowman, and that's why I picked him up this year, and I've been riding him for months. Rubbish head, though. Rubbish head. You know what? He looks like one of the bad guys from Die Hard that dies in the first five minutes. Yeah, deservedly. So probably for the head. Probably um, for the head. Face the radio, you might say. Oof. The Bruins are still missing John Michael Lyles and now Ryan Spooner. Yes. Um, great news because they've now lost six of their past seven games, including a game today to the Devils, where Travis Zajac scored a goal and had an assist on them. So my Zajac, boy, watch. My boy, Trav Zajac, I'm Your his boy, biggest fan, our boy. fucked me. He did. Isn't it? Well, I actually got a message today from Jim that just said Zajac goal. That's it. No prompting, no anything. Hadn't spoken to him all day. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Jim, you got a shithead. <laughs> um, so um, Panthers captain Willie Mitchell has divulged that due to an ongoing concussion concerns, he may have to go into early retirement. That's a horrible way to go out. It is like, a shit way to go out. And we have been speaking about this all year that concussions are becoming more of a serious problem in the NHL and they're not dealing with it correctly. Well, just fi finishing up your career when you don't feel like you're at your best, is it'd be a really bitter pill to swallow. I have like, a feeling like you're, you're that not this going is how PK Saban's going to go out too, dude. Really? Yep. Wow. Well, not this year, obviously, but I think but in a you few think years, he'll end up, Do you think he could be go, this, this generation's like Eric Lindros? Like yeah, I think it's just injury? like, no, I'm done. Like, I actually can't see straight when I'm skating. I think that's... I think it's going to ha happen, man. He's obviously been concussed all year, and uh, he looked very similar towards the end of last season as well. That's hectic. That's actually a full bummer. Yeah, I know, right? It actually sucks. Hey, I'm going to jump into something that's uh, slightly local, though. Hey, we've actually been we've we've been put on blast many times of late by local fans, and you know what? Fuck you! Now here it is, like actual AIHL news designated news segment. We actually it actually even says local AIHL news. There it is. And you know what? For the dudes giving a shit, I bet we do more to spruik the local game than you. So fuck you. In fact, we've been telling dudes to get down to the game all year. I'm taking someone to the game tomorrow night, my best friend. He's never been to the hockey before, right? He's never been to a sporting event before. Goes to the hockey, though. Doesn't sports, and he's coming to the hockey. Admittedly, I bribed him with beer and Parmesan. There's nothing wrong with a nice Parmesan. <laughs> but he's coming. Anyways. <laughs> yes, sir. Fans You're right. The, fans of the Newcastle North Stars are going to be a little bit salty this week because the uh, 2015 AIHL top point scorer, Geordie Wadrick, has chosen a sign with the Brave this year. 
Yeah, this this is actually fairly rare for uh, AHL teams. I'm so, into this. So the Hughes brothers obviously did the old bounce to Crosstown Rivals um, last uh, two years ago. And now so they bounced back. Then they, they've bounced back. Well, well Joey's well, bounced back well, and Vinny's retiring. retiring. Um, I think this will probably be Joey's last year as well. But yeah, he, he wants he wants to go out in the red, white, and true. Ah, like that. I see what you did there. But uh, but yeah, you know, this this rarely happens in yeah. AHL because it's such a small league. Yeah, and it's such a such a, a tight knit group that players usually play for the one team, and then and that's they, it. They fade away after a few years because it's still a niche sport. Well, life gets in the way. That's right, because you know they're they're Jeff only, Goldblum, they're Jurassic Park. Life gets in the life way. Life gets in the way. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well done, Cam. Chaos theory, motherfucker. <laughs> um. Anyway, but for those that are interested, um, in Wojtrick's history, he's actually spent a couple of seasons with the. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce it? It's the Kelowna Rockets of the WHL. So get mm. a Googling. Um, love their story. Essentially, you know, um, the, the thing about Canberra as well that y'all who are not familiar with them need to get around is they were actually the Canberra Knights, ran into financial difficulty. Closed. Closed. And then community fundraised a new team, the Canberra yeah. Braves. So, you and know they're what? actually a powerhouse. They're actually a really good team. And they've got a really good team culture. Good team culture, good roster, good looking unis. Yep. And I, we're actually, we were thinking about doing a road trip I last think we year. might go to Canberra at I some stage. We, I feel like we should, maybe we'll go up and we'll do like a little bit of like Vox popping and we'll do like a half potty or something up oh, there. I thought, you, I thought you meant popping Vicodin, but no, that works. I could, I could definitely crank a few bureaus. Have you got any Percocets? Stay away <laughs> yeah, from my Percocets. Percocets. Oh, um, too many hockey jokes. But yeah, no, uh, Canberra Brave, great news for them, great news for Geordie and honestly I don't care where you live and what team you follow make sure you catch a Brave game this year they're a great team to watch I watched a few on the live stream last year and they were fucking mad really good hey how good's that the um, glasses like fucking <laughs> chicken wire in some parts oh it's it? pretty pretty budget eh? it's yeah it. hey, um, big fan though adding to Canberra's already impressive firepower though is the return of Stephen Blunden um, for the third year in a row which is cool get around this Blunden has a three point per game average since joining yeah. the AIHL <laughs> I believe that's worthy of a hooli dooly. It is. That's massive. Well, considering most dudes, in, in fact, the, the top scorers in the AHL don't score in consecutive games, or it's like a point per game max. Yeah, yeah. So three points per game is mental. Because he he took out the top score last year and the year before, didn't he? Not top overall points. I don't. Maybe think. top goals. Goals, maybe. Yeah. Either way, he's fucking insane, and we're, they're very lucky to have him. Um, Newcastle should be a little happier though. They've plugged the gap somewhat by welcoming back import Scott Swiston. Um, Swiston's currently stationed at the University of Alberta, Augustana. So. He's got a little bit to a little bit to give, a little bit to add. Got a little bit of overseas expertise. Ah, uh, yes, because of the local game. Well, it, there's a lot of dudes who are obviously collegiate players that have you know playing here in the off season and yeah. you know getting to root a couple of Aussie girls as well. So it's that's good a, news. Not a bad way to spend your off season. It's not is a it? bad way. Um, veteran Todd Stevenson has signed on with the Sydney Ice Dogs for this season. He originally debuted in 2004 at the ripe age of 15. He's now played 219 AIHL games. Total warrior. Best Absolute of luck legend. for the year ahead. Good, sir. Well done. And finally... Final plug. The plug for the game tomorrow night. So absolutely make sure that you get get down to check out the O'Brien Melbourne. Ice Arena. Puck drop 8 p.m. Beers Be and there. Palmas at 6.30. It's only $15. You have no excuses. No I have excuse. A, I, I, have a, I have a family event meeting that I'll, unable to, I'll be oh, unable so, to attend. So John has an excuse. I have an actual shit excuse, but, you know, whatever. Either way, I will, I'll be there in spirit because, you know, you'll be, I'll be there, there. Drinking spirits. Drinking spirits. Yeah. And, and slamming on the glass by the entrance, screaming, swearing, and in general, causing a disturbance in your local Unless area. Unless there's children around, there'll be no bad language. No. No. Although, hey, uh, 
Papa does get a little drunk sometimes. <laughs> Papa does. <laughs> hey, um, I'm actually going to wrap this segment up I'm on an unfortunately sad note. I'm going to be serious for one of the three times in my life. Yes. I, I read this earlier this week and it was quite upsetting. So the, to, for those who didn't read it, NCAA referee, mm. um, Oliver Massio. It's Masu. Masu? I yep. thought it was Massio. It's Masu. Oh, so he passed away um, at the age of 48. That's so way do you want to give us the... the the, the, yeah. the play-by-play in terms of the injury and how it occurred. Sure. He was just during warm-ups at a recent game, um, March 18 to be specific. Um, he was skating without a helmet, apparently had his hands in his pockets, was taking things very casually. He caught an edge and he fell. Uh, he was knocked unconscious, stretched to a hospital. Um, as a result of the fall, his brain experienced swelling, um, which combined with an infection in his lungs brought about his untimely demise. So, yeah. so he was in a forced coma for, yeah, for a couple of weeks. Like, and like the fall and the mm. didn't kill him. It caused his brain to swell, which compounded with his other health significant issues. Significant internal bleeding is what got him. Look, this is this is not a this is not a good story. This is a story. No. But you know what? The guy has been stick tap, sir. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the I I read probably three or four tribute articles to this guy, and literally yeah. every, no one had a bad word to say about him, which is quite rare for a referee. Um, Good lord. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is a tough one for me. Like, it's just a, be careful out there, as the bottom. Yeah, line and too, like, it, no, luckily no one took a video of it and posted online. Like, uh, thank God. Like, just be just, careful doing what you're doing. Though at the end of the day, you are skating around on ice. You know, if yeah, you're out so there, make, make especially sure you if your head strikes the ice, put your put your lid on, guys. Be responsible. Yes, and wear just, protection. Protect yourself, more importantly, because you are playing a game that is very fast and yeah. you could fuck up your joints, son. Take care of yourselves. Very important. So let's roll through with good news. Let's bring it up a minute. Let's bring it up. Yeah, I feel like we went down a little bit there, Cam. But I'm we've sorry. been pumping up the game tomorrow night pretty hard. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just feel it was... It would have been irresponsible for us not to mention it because well, you know, the more so, you some, know. someone died the doing something know. they like doing. That's right. You and, know, you know we're, we're all about FYIs and yeah, especially hockey related FYIs. They're big, big on that. You know what? The vibes back because the good news is here. It is, and it's there's no secret that we love good news, Cam. Love we it. Fucking love good news. The more the older we get, the more romantic we get. I think I just kicked your bin. I think you did, Cam. Sorry, man. Luckily, there have been any trains that will come past to destroy, dis- disturb our un- unbelievable audio quality, Cam. True, true. Hey, Which so- is also part of the good news, might I add. <laughs> Great news. <laughs> so, look, um, one thing we've discussed regularly over the first 16 episodes of this show is bringing attention to the women in our great game of hockey. That's right. So, the unfortunate Dana Leg incident, and then, oh, sorry, obviously, she's now in a wheelchair, but, yep. the, you know, a local community team... And fans are getting them all around her. So, um, and then obviously the red hot play of the women's teams in the CWHL and NWHL, which we have been around all year, all about it. Absolutely. So, with that in mind, today's good news comes out you courtesy of the Nova Scotian Peewee Double A Girls Championships. This was a fucking sick story. Jesus Christ, that's a mouthful, though. It is Nova Scotian Peewee Double A Girls Championships. I just have a beer for now, that. You do. Luckily, I don't have any for you to steal. It's all right. Bottled water will do. I'm a dad. Yeah, it will. Um, the tilt was between the TASA Ducks and the Pick 2 County Select, and the scores were tied at one apiece at the conclusion of regulation. And how many overtimes did it go to? Seven. Not five, not three, not two, not a shootout. Seven overtimes. Seven overtimes. I read an interview with, with the referee of the game, and he's like, it was brutal. I've never seen an... an a game go to beyond five. It went to seven and they were playing without stoppages, no less. Yeah. For seven overtime periods, I which think, is 
fucking hard I work. I think we saw the same interview where the ref said, look, these kids looked like they were ready to die and none of them asked for it to stop. Yeah, we, everyone refu- that is refused. We pulled the pin on them saying you look physically exhausted. It's and done. Ill. Yeah. I mean, think about this, sir, right? Um, these kids have reached their physical limit and played seven overtimes. Most of us would get puffed making a 500 meter dash to the bottle shot when it's three minutes before closing time. Yeah, oh, I do. Yeah, I've, I've seen you do it. Yeah. But you know what's good out of this, though? Next time you hear some archaic douchebag say, blah, blah, girls can't do X, Y, Z. Fuck you! Fuck you, man. This all yeah. girls league. You Played are wrong. OT game. So You're this wrong. Is, this is an under-17s league. Oh, my God. And what's happened? They've crunched all of you, and they make you all like silly little fucking peewee women. And that's a bad thing because obviously they're fucking mad at everything. Exactly. Which is bad. Like, listen up, old school dickheads. That's right. Give 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 their chicks the credit they deserve because they're better than us at everything. Yeah. So if I can't even run to buy a pie, and they can play seven games of over seven overtime periods, I need to fucking get in shape. You need to sort your your goddamn life out. (laughs) Fuck, I'm terrible at everything. You really are. Hey, you know what, dude? Great haircut, though. Not really. It's time for a bit of baseless bullshit banter. Tasha called disturbance of the mental with her bipolar uncle. Uh, bipolar. Yeah. All right. So the disparity between East and West is out of control at the minute. Again. We thought we had it under control. And yeah. Earlier this year, it looked fine because the Ducks are blowing it. The Kings look terrible. And now, all of a sudden, the Sharks look great. They've secured a playoff spot. The Kings are... In- terrifying the ducks are equally terrifying they're probably the best team in the league at the minute and it's like where did it all go wrong cam well look where did it all go wrong earlier in the season someone tried telling me that it's no longer a thing and that the east was ready to roar and come surging back uh, was to that a, me probably to I a certain think it was though to a certain extent i agree because the NHL's Eastern Conference teams have shown significant improvement this year, especially, you know, the Panthers and the yeah, Flyers. Flyers. And yep. However, said improvements really only occurring in the middle rung of the ladder. Because when pitted against what the best of the West has to offer, it's become painfully obvious that the Capitals are the only team capable of mounting a serious cup threat. And everyone else kind of sucks. Well, the Panthers, the Bolts, the Pens, the Rangers and the Isles could all be a little bit of fun. But the, let, let's preface that with the bots have been seriously injury prone this year, so making them a little less and Strawman's loss isn't going to help them. No, so, so I mean they they've had a lot of hard knocks, so to speak, this year. The other teams are really just there for like entertainment value more than anything. Yeah, like all the teams I just reeled off, they're going to provide some sparks, some entertainment, maybe a bit fun, maybe a feel good story that we love banging on about. But honestly, maybe a three four loss. Do you really think that over a seven game playoff series, anyone in the West is worried about anyone other than Cap- the Capitals? No. So can you? I can't. Can you think of anyone? No. But hey, it's, that, that's a problem, though, right? That's because, a huge problem because that means that every, everyone on the east is essentially a squishy doll, and <laughs> except the Caps, except the Caps, which is fucking terrifying, mind well, you. As a Caps fan, that's fucking terrifying. Case in point, right? The following Western Conference teams have already clinched a playoff spot, and there's ten games left. Yeah, let's do the list: the Hawks, the Blues, the Ducks, the Stars, and the Kings. That is five clinches compared to the East's. One, lone clinch. Which is my team. The Washington Capitals. <laughs> the Capitals. So we ha- also picked up the President's Trophy, by the way. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, we're no going to lose cares. anyway. Yeah. Fuck it. So Fuck. How, do, how do we address the seismic difference between the East and West? So, Well, should, they did this. They've done this in other leagues. Should the Blackhawks head East and match up uh, with their NBA counterparts in the Bulls? The answer is no, because I don't want to play them any more than we already have to. 
Yeah, because so, they'll fucking destroy us. So for selfish reasons, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Should overachieving West Coast teams be made to forfeit their high draft picks to shittier teams out West? Well, no. No, because guess what? The Oilers have had four of them and they're still fucking blowing it. Yeah, like like we every week we make the same joke. How many number one picks does it take to blow it? Not enough. Not enough. What in the flipping hell is going on then? Is it I know. savvy GMs, better coaches? Is it a more attentive scouting team that knows where to find what their team needs? Is it players just want to play in the West? It's nicer, warmer climates. I was going to say, it turns out there actually isn't an answer. Yeah. This is just one of those things where a great many factors have conver- uh, converged upon one another. And it's resulted in some weird power dynamic that currently favors one coast over the other. Do well, we think it lasts forever? Probably not. Like if the and tides we hope will, not. The, the tides will turn. But let's be honest. Maybe just... I, I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe the GMs and coaches are just smarter and better in the West at the minute. Oh, I think he might be onto something with the climate, though. Because here's this, right? So many dudes want to play in California. Yeah. They're like, look, you know what? I can still go and play hockey. But I don't need to be freezing outside of hockey to That's still right. have available ice. To play hockey. That's right. I can just hang out. Like, I think the climate's definitely a thing. And there's also um, the culture and it's a better place. Well, not necessarily a better place, but it's a nicer place to bring up a family. I'd, I'd say it's a pretty good fucking place. It's a pretty oh, good place. California's like, incredible. Not saying that Minnesota or fucking... Oh, look, know, we're not shitting on any of those Saskatchewan. One, or fucking Nova Saskatchewan. Scotia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're not saying any of those places aren't fantastic, but I mean, like, playing for the Ducks or Sharks... New York's pretty fucking abysmal place to live, though, let's be honest. No horrible. Nobody wants to live in Buffalo. But playing for the Ducks or Sharks, what a relaxing way to earn a living. Because, like, you're in California, but you're not in the bustle of LA. You saw that documentary. You, you saw how relaxed Jumbo Joe looks. He, he has zero fucks. Oh. All the time. They're like, where where are you? I'm going fishing. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing on Sunday? Oh, when we don't play hockey, we go fishing. Why? Because I fucking can. So, I mean... I think Nashville would pretty, be a pretty mad place to play hockey as well. I really enjoy that Renault show on Channel 94, which is set in Nashville. So, yeah, I can get down with that. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. But look... <laughs> so, the, the answer... There is no answer. There is no answer. It's one of those cyclical things that it, will it, eventually It just turn. is. Either way, it's a red-hot discussion, though. And we actually want to get you guys involved. So get at us on Twitter or Instagram or send us some messages via Facebook. Tell us what you think. At Holy Puck Podcast, we genuinely want to know what you think. Is it coaching? Is it this? Is it that? I believe we are going to go with climate. People just want to play in nicer places. I think people just want to play. You know what? I think people are selectively choosing their cities A little more than they used to. Well, especially like your big market players. They're like, you know what? I can go play wherever I want. I'm going to go and live in a really nice city. It's got great schools for my kids. It's got great infrastructure. I can set myself up here. Done. John, do you like sugary foods? I love sugary foods. Do you like sugary foods for breakfast? I'm a big breakfast fan. How did you know? Do you like waffles? I love waffles. It's the weekly waffle. Oh my God. Sorry. That intro is mad, by the way. We should keep that. You know what? There's a sample. Yeah. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. You know what? That's it. We're in. We're, we're in. in. Well, we're in. Game. All right. So at the start of the season, Calder voting looked clear cut. Uh, many pundits, including this dynamic duo, believed it was a two horse race between the yet to be injured Connor McDavid and, and Jack, Jack Eichel. Eichel. Of course. In fact, I think I was the one saying, Eichel's got it in the bag. And then McDavid got injured. And then what did I say? I'm like, huh? It's Likens to lose. Yeah, I remember that. So yeah. as the season's progressed, though, it's actually become obvious that the winner is far less clear-cut than so we, we first thought. So McDavid's back in the mix since returning. He's just been fucking dynamic and insane. Eichel. Eichel, Larkin, obviously. Larkin, Panarin. Obviously. Panarin and the ghost. The ghost bear. The ghost bear is obviously in the mix. He has to be. So Absolutely. 
John, I, I don't know. Maybe risk the line and if he is available. No, he's not to, eligible. I don't think he's eligible. Do you, well, I don't know how many games he played last year. I don't think he's eligible. I don't know. Anyway, he's still, he, if he was, he'd be in the mix. So well, I digress. Anyway, where, where this conversation's heading, though, those five names, McDavid, Eichel, Larkin, Panera, and the Ghost Bear, right? That's a fucking insane list. My oh my, what a rookie class. That's also big news. Cam. Sidebar special mention to Colton Pareko. Not just because his name's Colton. Colton, guru. But if I was throwing out like, you know, um, yellow ribbons for, you know, good, like, good effort. Oh, as in most improved. You know, or good effort or like way to be a competitor. So slightly above the participation award, but just below third. Yeah. He, like the, the one you wouldn't get a, an award for, but if you could make an award for that thing in particular, Colton Proko would get that. Yeah, like he's he's a fantastic player, but he's yeah, not at the, the level. Yeah, the big from Alaska. Not at the level him. of the other dudes. So back to the initial question, though. Who's, who's, gonna, who's got the colder? Who's who's your vote, Cam? Well, I was going to say, who's going to take it outright? Seriously, who? Like, we want to know because we want to responsibly gamble on this and make some money, at least enough to cover the cash we're burning on doing this podcast. Yeah, that's... Dude, the cash we're burning... If it, we need to win fucking huge. We're probably just being melodramatic. We both do all right for ourselves. Let's we do all right. It's fine. It's, yeah. fine. it's fine. But anyway, look, all the popular money is now shifted from the top two of McDavid and Eichel to the Flyers' heavily fantasy D-man, Shane yes. the Ghost Bear. And why not? He's well, broken rookie goal streaks. He's stabilized right. a shaky D unit. And when was the last time a D-man won it? remember exactly and he's given the team some much needed punch from their blue line it's all in a day's work for the ghost bear in fact mm. if you look at all the other kids and their personal performances as great as they've been none of them have had the overall team impact that shane the ghost bear has had that's right so by the way we're going to keep calling him the ghost bear and if you guys don't like it you can suck me off yeah, yeah. find another podcast that's equally as hilarious as this not gonna happen probably won't find one not side note happen. listen to the hockey news podcast again today not great God, those guys are informative, but they're so boring. Yeah, they need a little bit of spark. They've, got, they've got no pizzazz. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of grunt. Yeah, a little bit of poxy. Mongrel. Mongrel. Yeah, pluck. a little bit of pluck. Pluck. Grit. Ooh, a little bit of something, something. Rub a little bit of funk on it. I'll do anything. But look, McDavid and the Oils have had another rubbish season, and Which yes, is, he's been injured. Right? That's who's not? not the point. So, who's? Wait, is there anyone that's surprised? No. That the Oilers have blown it. Even no with one. McDavid, though, no because one. even like when even when he's there, like and he's shit. playing, he's still he's great. But he only plays like what twelve minutes a game. No, he's playing like nineteen, twenty minutes a game. But still, like he can't. He's, he's not playing twenty minutes. Like forwards don't do that. But he's playing nineteen, twenty minutes a game. I'd be. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check that. Fact check it if you want. I'm gonna. Fact, I'm not gonna do it now. But I, you know, you know what? I'll probably forget. Uh, <laughs> Eichel and the Sabers have come along in a huge way, but they're still not playoff bound. No. Larkin and his Red Wings are in danger of not making the playoffs for the first time. That so, would be a great story if the I, Wings don't make it. To be mm, honest. So but I mean, I really like Dylan Larkin. I, he was my early pick, early bird pick, and I, I, I love watching him play. I think he's a little bit of a jumbo legend. I think he's maybe even made the jumbo legend award from from us. Once. Huge. He has, I think. Yeah. So, so maybe maybe the toss up is Panarin and and, and Gospier. Maybe that's where we're maybe that's where we're landing. Maybe that's where the cash is, Cam. Well, for me, I'd love to see a D man take it out, and I hate when the Hawks win shit. So sorry, Panarin, but we're all around the Ghost Bear. Yep. Our combination of stone cold logic and brutal bias. That has to. Be, that has to. That be has like, to be it. The race. Don't take to our. Don't take Shane. our advice for betting and then blame us for losing money. That's not cool. Yeah. So what I want to say is like really D man forever. Black Hawks never. So get around the ghost bear. But that's not it, Cam. It's not it. There's more. Well, 
I was thinking about this, right? Given how red hot this rookie class is. When was thought, the last time that we had a fantastic rookie class, Cam? Well, I've come, I've come up with two in the last kind of 15 years. Yeah, well... So it, we thought it'd be cool... <laughs> there's two that are obvious. Well, yeah, but we thought it'd be cool to measure them against some of the other notable rookie classes of the past decade or so. I think um, they stand up. Yeah, and we're going to see... We're going to talk about whether or not they stand up and if we're looking at career... Hall of Famers, you know that kind of thing, or if it's just like a little bit of a little bit of a heater that's going to cool off. So, so this year we've obviously got McDavid, Eichel, Larkin, Panarin, and Gospier. So that and Pareko and Pareko, of course. So then, if we compare that to say, you can have two thousand and five to two thousand and six because that's your boy. My boy's there. So obviously, I was going for that. How did you know? Because I know you. Yeah, you do. So obviously, we've got Crosby, we've got Ovi. There were the big two. Then we've got Lundqvist, Vanuf, we've got Ryan Miller, Carter, Brent Seabrook, and then obviously Ryan Suter. So that gives that's us... pretty good. That's pretty world class, man. Well, if I'm looking at this list, right? Crosby and Ovechkin. Easy. Hall of Done. Famers. Lundqvist. He'll make the Hall of Fame easy. Needs a Stanley Cup. Ah, uh, yes. Doesn't have one yet. Vanuf, not a Hall of Famer, no. but career Ironman. Ryan right. Miller, same. Carter. Jeff Carter, you know what? I back Jeff Carter. I always have, man. Hall of Fame. You think? Two-time Stanley Cup winners, won a bunch of yep. shit at the world level, both in the Olympics and World Championships. Former captain. Former yep. captain. Mm-hmm. Brent Seabrook's got his cups. Suda, not a Hall of Famer because he hasn't won anything. Still a journeyman. Journeyman, though. That's right. So if we bounce to, to 08, 09. Well, I'll take this one. Yeah, you will. Get around this. has this. got three of your boys. Stevie Stamkos. Drew the Doughboy <laughs> Dowdy. <laughs> yeah. Pecorine, Jonathan Quick, Quick, Cloud Giroux, Max Pacioretty, Jacob Voracek, Alex Pietrangelo, Stevie Stevie Mason, Mason. James Neal. That's... Fuck! So those two years combined, like you're looking at those numbers, I actually think this year's rookie class stacks up, man. I think it stacks up, but look at this though, right? Dowdy will be a Hall of Famer. Yes, he will. Stamkos, once he gets his cup, will be a Hall of Famer. Quick will be. Quick will be a Hall of... Quick's already the best American goalie of all time. He'll be a Hall of he Famer. He will be a Hall of Famer, no doubt. Pecorine, no. No, that's Giroux, right. Giroux, yes, I think. Patrick. I actually believe the Flyers, if they keep on their upwards trajectory, they will win something. But the last five are still journeymans. Pacioretty, Voracek, Petrangelo, Mason, and Neil. They're all dudes that are well-respected in their class. I hate James Neal. You do. I know that. I, I, I've always liked James Neal. Hey, James Neal. I know. But they're all well-respected in their class as who, dudes who have been in the league for a long time and are of a particular talent, which is what some might call a superstar. Did you know that I hate James Neal? I know that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm still right, though. They, yeah. they're, not, they're, not, they're not all Hall of Fame. They're not, you know. But the, the thing is that they're impress, impressive dudes that, uh, you know, they're going to be there for the long haul. So well, I've drawn guess, up some comparisons for you. Would you, you like always, to hear them? Are you always through, Cam? Tell me more. Well, McDavid's going to become a goal-scoring highlight real powerhouse like Crosby. Excellent. Eichel could play the gritty power forward, but no less dazzling Ovechkin role. Ah. So are you, so you're obviously comparing the ghost bear to the calm and smooth Drew the Doughboy Dowdy. Yep. The way, he can skate. He can skate for days. Yeah. Larkin just has the pace and finish of a Drew. Yeah, he does. And there's no reason that Panarin can't take on the James Neal sniper mantle, albeit without kneeing Brad Marchand in the head when he's on the ice. You piece of fucking shit. You had to bring that up. I hate you, James Neal. <laughs> you had to bring that up. You know what? I don't even think that's written in our run sheet tonight. You just, why? Because I hate James Neal. I know, I know. So, ultimately, how does this crop fare? The answer is we don't know because it's less than 12 months into their tenure and it's too soon. 
bogging kids down with the expectation that there'll be a bona fide superstar isn't cool because it grinds on them. That's right, and it's not fair. And then you get dudes like Nail Yukupov, who was supposed to be a generational talent, who blow it up in Edmonton and then ask for a trade, and then everyone just laughs at them. Now he's a generational fuckstick. There he is. But... So yes, they compare, they hold up, they will be, you know, future talents. But at the end of the day, Cam, we don't want to put that pressure on them because that's not cool. So you know what? Does this mean this segment was for nothing because we haven't told you who is better? Yeah. Yeah. But it's called the weekly waffle for a reason and we can talk about whatever we damn well feel like. That's right. And let's be honest, most of our segments are all for nothing anyway. Speaking of all for nothing segments. (laughs) Hey, John, it's your favorite segment. Where would they be? Yeah! So this week, I put in about eight minutes more effort than I usually do. So nine, nine minutes, minutes of effort, work. Yeah. Yeah. So they're actually pretty good. So first cab of the rank this week is obviously your boy, PK Saban. Who is he, Cam? He's bad luck, Brian. Oh, Why is he bad so... luck, Brian, Cam? He's had a fucking rough time this year. I feel so bad for him. He's had a rough time. So, yep, your boy's a meme. Um, and it's not even, it's not even a funny one. It's a sad one because dude's been, you know, he's been blamed for losses. He's been flamed in the media. Um, he's had a few equipment malfunctions this year and for his last hurrah, you know it, he stumbled, fell and then sustained a horrible neck injury that. Well, that was friendly fire from Alexi Emelin though. It was, but still. God, he's a dickhead. Still tough break. So like I said, the dude is really struggling to catch a break, you know, we, we would never wish this spate of bad luck on anyone, and we wish him all the best, but I damn! Would. I'd wish it on James Neal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would, you piece of shit. Um, you can take the next one. You can have Hosa. Uh, Marion Hosa, who I'm actually quite fond of, because did you know, and I think I've told you this before, him and Zdeno Charo are best friends. Yeah, and they live near each other. They, they live like next door to street. each other yeah. back home in, in um, Slovenia. No, Slovakia. Slovakia. Yeah. yeah, so imagine that they walk out in the morning and he's like, oh, hey, hey. Hey, Zdeno, good to man. See you, man, you want to... <laughs> Come over for a beer? Do you want to? Do you want to come around? Maybe have a have a hot chocolate. Jeez, there's heaps of snow here. I yeah. know. <laughs> maybe we should shovel our driveways together later. <laughs> so <laughs> Zidane is like, maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna stand here and be real tall. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, all right, Marion Hosa. Who is um, he? He would be his doppelganger, Scotty Hartnell, which is ridiculous when you and think about when it. When you put them together, they look so similar. It's fucking ridiculous. I questioned this at first, and then I looked at pictures of them next to each other and was like, yep. Yeah. So, Hosa <laughs> would be blowing it in Columbus, missing the playoffs, and watching poor Torsts eat shit and break a few ribs and or hip. You know what? You should read these before so you <laughs> no, get No, no, no. I out. did read them, but it's that funny. <laughs> it doesn't stop being um, funny. What a change of scenery it would be for the big Slovakian H, who's now 37. That's right. And he's on track for around 40-odd points, which is... Which is really good considering how much he's been injured. Yeah, but, you know... Still slower from what we usually expect We usually see him. him on a 60 to 70-point clip. So how would he fare playing for the Columbus Blue Jackets? Uh, About the same. Exactly About the, the same. same. <laughs> he would be the 85th player to score 400 goals. He'd be struggling for life in the diminished, uh, you know, fourth from last place Blue Jackets. And in a one-for-one swap, the BJs and Hawks would basically still get the same player. Yeah, he'd still be in the bottom six. He'd still be fairly strong. So Marion Hartnell, Scotty Hosa. We back it hard. We back it hard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Trade alert, son. So the last one on our where would they be is Brian Elliott because he's obviously oh. he's obviously a brick wall. He's not even a brick wall. He's like a heavily fortified, reinforced. He's essentially the wall between Israel and Palestine at the minute. Oh, Jesus. 
Phenomenal world news segue. Phenomenal world Phenomenal. news segue. Way to fucking hush my buzz. <laughs> <laughs> you narc. <laughs> Who says narc? <laughs> Who's a narc? <laughs> a fat <Anyway>. Jamaican guy. <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead. So after posting three shutouts of his last four games, um, this is the best record that's been posted since the five straight shutouts from December 31 um, through to January 9, 2003 to 2004 um, with Brian Bruchet um, from... Um, Phoenix, obviously. Um, Ali, Ali's killing it, man. Um, so no matter what the the opposition is throwing at him, he's crunching big numbers as well. He's facing um, above thirty to forty shots a game, which is insanely impressive. Anyway, so what is he? He's essentially a six foot two wall of bricks and mortar. And that's that's how it is. Are St. Louis going to break through this year? Well, that's the big question, Cam. Will they keep it up? I would love to see the Blues. I would it. love to see. Well, we've had some dudes on who have said St. Louis are the guys. Do you know what would be really good about St. Louis winning? Washington wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that, They're not going to win anyway. Yeah, but like St. Louis winning. They're not going to win anyway. The Capitals haven't won, which is yeah. great. I would. You know what? I'd love to get around the Caps, but you know what? The last probably six weeks of games have been so shit to watch. I'm just like, I haven't. I, I actually stopped watching again the other day. I'm like, we are fucking crap today. I'm like, yeah. I'm done. Justin Williams, meanwhile, looks like he's smoking bongs in the team photo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looks like he's having a great time. But is this going to last, Cam? Is it going to follow them through? Is their you know, regular season success going to follow them through to postseason success? Yep, 2016 is the year. All the way, St. Louis. Thanks, Cam. I'm you can have the next one. What is our next segment, Cam? <sighs> Jab the hab. Well, the habs are cooked. Dude, it's been a rough. It's been a rough few weeks for that. Officially eliminated from the playoffs race, the 2015-2016 season, which started oh so well, has been a total nosedive. Yeah, so if, they started nine zero and zero, and then what happened, Cam? They pretty it much lost wrong. everything else. All Their fans wrong. are as outraged as ever. The front office is pledging to stand by their coach, which means he getting He's fired. Get fired. Um, and there's rumors of simmering tension amongst the players, especially with young PK being routinely thrown under the bus. That's right, um, and now being injured, so. They can't throw him under the bus. Now they give it to someone else. That's right. They're just so else. this season hasn't just been a flu vaccine for the Habs. It's been the mother of all booster needles. That's right. Ridding them of every possible chance and strain of success. What an almighty fuck you jab to the Habs. I'm a big fan of this, Cam. Mm. And you know what? It's been funny to sit back and watch it all unfold. Yeah. Like, it's been actually hilarious. Because... Listening and watching Habs fans lose their minds at the start of the season and then watching it all come falling down to reality has been nothing short of phenomenal. Side note, I'm going to a game in Montreal in December. Yeah. Might wear my Bruins jersey. Yeah. That'll tick off everyone. You got hey, balls, be, son. Hey, hang on, hang on. That's if Montreal fans even show up for the game because they're showing they're not showing up in Woo! record numbers. Should I say? That was good. I know. What a segue. Anyway, it is time for the weekly awards. You may have the first Jumbo Joe Legend of the Week. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend of the Week. Jumbo Legend, Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Joe. Jumbo Joe, Jumbo Legend of the Week. Oh, I'm all about this, actually, because I was ranting about another side to this particular topic today. So this week's Jumbo Legend is the Carolina Hurricanes management for their stand against the uh, what we will call the inequality bill yeah. recently passed in North Carolina. What the fuck, man? Well, they released a statement immediately following the successful application Minutes. of the bill, and I quote, 
Carolina Hurricanes and the PNC Arena are devoted to providing a welcoming and respectful environment for all fans. We stand against all forms of discrimination. Unreal, Cam. Hockey has been a pillar of equality of late, and it's excellent to see management in Carolina give a damn, while obviously many of the constituents couldn't give less of a shit about being decent human beings and caring for their neighbours. Slight little follow-on from this, the Charlotte Hornets have done a very similar thing. Good. The NBA All-Star Game is penciled in for 2017 Mm. in Charlotte. Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, has come out today and said... We're rethinking our strategy because based off this this particular bill being passed... As an inclusive league, it's very hard for us. Very to, hard to us mm-hmm. for us to justify this yeah. game going here. Side note again, the governor of New York mandated today that any public servants for the state of New York are not to travel to North Carolina. You need express written permission to do so because we should not be supporting... Um, sorry, not North Carolina. South Carolina, isn't it? Yeah, South Carolina this went down, not North Carolina. Oh, I read North. Oh, which, which, whichever it is, whichever one, which, whichever one it is, who cares? Because Carolina, still a like, what the fuck? Southern yeah. state, who doesn't know um, shit about shit? Like, so the state this of is New a York, terrible bill. So the state of New York said that. So well, fuck you. That's Slight right. little follow up again. This is what really ticked me off. Steph Curry, yes, Golden State Warriors yeah, point yeah. guard, greatest player in the world. Steph Curry gave the most weak ass press conference today, where he got up and said something along the lines of, "Oh yeah, I guess this is disappointing. Pretty interesting though." I really want to see the All-Star game come back here because that's where I'm from, Carolina. It'd just be nice to everybody work it out. Fuck you. You are the most popular, <laughs> most talented leader of the have most successful opinion. basketball team yeah. in the world at the moment. Have an opinion. And Not s- only and have an opinion, though. Have the right opinion and stand yeah. up and say, you know what, my brand now is so big, I'm going to stand up and use my influence over an entire generation. Right. And influence and a decision say, for the correct cause and as, in the as right a, way. As a kid from Carolina and say, you know what? This is outrageous. I want it re- I want it overturned immediately. I stand with the NBA and Adam Silver, my commissioner, and I demand that the game be relocated unless the state of Carolina considering yeah. or uh, not playing. north or south or I don't play yeah. or the game doesn't come here. Make a stance. Turns out a little more digging... Apparently he's quite the devoted Baptist. Yeah, I was, I was just about to mention that Cam. You just he's 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 been a, a devout Baptist for quite a while. Which is fine because being a man of faith and being discriminatory are not mutually exclusive. You can be a believing so person. So does this put a quite a significant negative tarnish on your boy? Well, he's never been my boy. He's everyone else's boy at the moment. But the thing is, you can be a church-going believer all you want. Just continue to be a good person and be a good person to everyone else. Yeah, don't pick and choose. For him to not take a stance tells us... Well, such him, a warm stance. Him not saying anything yeah. says everything. Yeah. That he, he probably supports also it. supports this yeah. bill. And you know That's what? Upsetting, man. Maybe we're jumping to conclusions. I don't know. And I know this is slightly not hockey-related. Hurrah to the Hurricanes. Hurrah to the Hornets. And you know what, Steph Curry? Go fuck yourself, you son of a bitch. Love it. All right, so this week's Bone Cruncher we touched on earlier in the show. But it's a slow burn. It's nasty. It's brutal. We spoke at length about this um, before we kicked off tonight's show. It's like holding holding your balls over like the very, very low setting on the gas top stove for like 12 minutes. Like you can tolerate it for a minute. You're like, yeah, whatever. I can, I can, I can push through it. But then minute eleven, you're like, oh, get loud! Uh, yeah, like this was ill-advised at best. <laughs> at best, I've made a terrible decision. Yes. So anyway, um, so we, we were talking about Slip and Jimmy Vassy 
um, <laughs> earlier the, in the show about that. You know, he's a, he's a bona fide scoring powerhouse. He was cutting his teeth in the Harvard system. Um, he was picked up at number 66 by the Preds in the 2012 Nashville uh, draft, which I don't even remember where it was, to be honest. Um, Nor do I care to. No. Um, so he's made the decision to not sign on with the Preds this year and has decided to claim free agency. Wow. That's that's a big move. Um, so he's reportedly saying he said yes to the Preds three times. Um, he's They held a roster spot for him. Um, they obviously didn't address the left wing issues that they had because they had him pending. Because um, obviously they're going to offer him a top six role. You know what, John? You've been too nice. Let me sum it up for you. Tell he, me more. He dogged the boys. <laughs> he dogged the boys. I and, don't know, man. And side note, do you know what else I read today? At his most recent Harvard game, a bunch of Predators front office dudes went there and said, can we go and see Jimmy today just to iron it out? Refused a goddamn meeting. Couldn't even look them in the eye and say, you know what? I'm good to go. I'm actually go. a bit of a pussy. Yeah, soz man. I'm, I'm going to go suck it. on my daddy's teat in Toronto. Yeah. I'm going to get my daddy to deal with this. Sorry, he's put the big middle finger to the Lord. Justin Schiltz style, circa 2012, fame, so to speak. And you know what? I'm impressed by the ballsy youngster's goal to go, you know what, fuck you. But at the same time... Yeah, I, mean, like, I don't really care that much. I'm outraged for the sake of being outraged. I was just about to say, I don't care heaps though. Like it's Nashville and then he's probably going to end up playing for the Leafs. And like I'll probably care in three years when I'm like, hey, smart move, dude. Well done. But, you know, fuck it, man. I'm, I'm outraged <laughs> for the sake of being outraged. I don't care that much. Yeah, I'm taking the next one. You're taking this one. I wrote this one specifically for you, Cam. All right, this everybody. Has got you written all over it. Uh, Steve Ott, dog act of the week. The Steve Ott, dog act of the week. Now, this is actual. This is actual dog shit. You fuck. This has got you written all over it. You fuck. Ah, uh, the dog act of the week. You fuck. The Steve Ott, dog act of the week. Easy, yeah. Duncan Keith. Yes. For those who have stayed off the internet today, shame on you for living your life. Shame on you for not having a phone. Duncan Keith was immediately tossed during today's game against Minnesota. Minnesota beat them for the fifth time this year. Yeah, they did. For smashing my boy, Charlie Coyle's face in. What a giant spud, Cam. Okay, so Coyle dropped Keith to the ice with a body check. Hawks fans are clamoring around going, oh, it was a slew foot. It wasn't a slew no, foot. No, it wasn't. Shut the fuck up. No, it wasn't. The reason you don't know the difference, Hawks fans, is you only started watching hockey three years ago, so you're still learning... The Still learning the game. The subtleties. That's right. So that's cool. Anyways, nice little dig. Oh, there's more. Coil smash Keith. Fair hit. Keith landed on the ice. Dog hit him. And you put it in slow mo, and you can see him kind of roll over off his back, look at him, and slam him in the head, basically. Violently lash out with his stick mm. directly to the face. You know the opening scene in Goon when Ross the Boss Ray smashes that dude yeah. in the head with a stick? It was actually that. Yeah. So we were explaining this to my wife earlier, and we yeah. did the play-by-play, and, and she was like, how the fuck is that even possible? Well, good thing the league has come in and good bloked it. They gave him a five-minute ma- major, kicked him out of the game, and then and now they've come definitely out and said, suspended That's him. right. So he's been suspended for an indisclosed period of time. Coyle's nose looked really messy after so the hit. He, he actually spun over, sought him out, looked up, premeditated it, hit him in the head. You can see him consciously make the decision That's to right. lash out and hit him. The thing too, and again, a lot of Blackhawks fans won't know this because this hasn't happened in the last few weeks since you discovered the so game. Just, that's right. Um, so since yeah. they bought a jersey off eBay. 
Oh, <laughs> nice. Well Duncan Keith actually has quite the sordid history with poor behaviour. He's done this before. The two, that, the two that really stick out for me is when he smacked Jeff Carter in the face That's with his right. stick intentionally. Mm-hmm. And there's one that has forever ticked me off. I think it was 2013 or 14. Somebody delivered a really, really heavy boarding shot on mm-hmm. David Backhouse against St. Louis. Knocked him clean out, right? It was an illegal hit. It was this a misconduct hit. It was boarding. He only he's got a single game for, isn't it? No, it wasn't him that did it, though. Whoever did it, it was a dirty boarding hit, and they got turfed. Keith stood over Backus, who was regaining consciousness, and he said, wakey, wakey, and started taunting him. If it was a clean, uncool. If it was a clean hit and he got blown up, taunt him all you want. Yeah, yeah, but because he's unconscious and obviously injured at the yeah. time, don't be a fuckwit. And Someone's actually hurt. The hypocrisy of, the of this as well. How the Hawks were up in arms that somebody dared to cleanly body check little Patrick Kane the other week. How dare they? Hey, and also kudos to none of you guys for having a single piece of backbone and actually fighting someone about it. I know. Um, but they were so up in arms about poor little Patty Kane getting hit with a clean. Oh, he was just defending him. That's not you were allowed yeah. to do that. No, you're not. I'm waiting for fucking any dickhead Hawks fan to try and defend this and Dude, I'm going to fucking go to town. Any comment section on any article is Hawks fans going, nah, did nothing wrong. Coyle slew-footed him. It was deserved. I'm glad he got hurt. Anyone nah. who says something nah. along the lines of, I'm glad nah. someone got hurt after they get intentionally hit in the face isn't no, man, actually a hockey fan. drew blood. You're a new Jack dickhead. That's right. You're a new Jack dickhead. So he acted well outside the rules and he's done this on a, three previous occasions. Duncan Keith, for all his worldly ability and being one and of the best D-men in the world, the world right. is actually a really poorly behaved dude with a short fuse who... Gets angry at a moment's notice. But he doesn't actually like get in there and head. fight dudes. He just does vicious, dog harmful acts. dog things. That's right. Not the first time, probably won't be the last time. Uh, indefinitely suspended. We're looking at at least 10 games here. God, I would love this to be the reason the Blackhawks fall apart this year because guess what? Blackhawks, this is the worst shooting percentage and possession percentage they've had under Coach Q. I That's think right. you take Keith out, they're cooked. This is, yes, I think so. And this is the, I think they've this is, they've been playing the worst hockey. Since he took the team over. Yeah, for so in the last, in the last, Six weeks, I think they've only won like five games. Because they've only got three good D-men. That's right. And now, without Mr. Keith... They've only got two. They've only got two. And so since um, Corey Crawford went down, they've been only won three games. So oh. it's been a very rough time for them in the last month. So losing Duncan Keith is going to be very tough for them in the playoff race. So, so, did, so I think they're going to yeah. bow out in the first round. So to Chicago is. fans, it's okay. All you need to do, just wait around. See who wins the Stanley Cup next year, and then buy just, their jersey just buy instead. their jersey instead because that's what you did the last time. So just what do that up? again, you'll be fine. So Cam, it's been a long episode. Whew. We are we're now pushing over an hour for those of you that have gone and they, you've actually asked for more. You've said we want a longer episode. You're now getting them. We're, we're topping in at around seventy minutes. You demanded more um, length, and we gave we've it. We've given to you. you. We've given you length and girth. Yes. You knew where I was going with that. Look, it's Excellent. been an, another huge week in the world of hockey. It's been witty. It's been combative. It's been informative. And we've been very Australian. We have. Duncan Keith is still a bum. You bum. You bum. Uh, make sure you hit us up on our socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all of which carry the at Holy Puck podcast handle. Yes. Don't forget to look holypuckpodcast.com where we're doing a few little extra articles and news items now. We are. And I, I actually went in and I uh, fixed up a lot of our SEO this week. So we're now appearing on more Google searches according to the stats that we receive. Good on us. So Maybe we'll good. be rich one day. Probably not. But we'll probably still be in the hole for this show. But at the end of the day, people will still listen to us yabber on about hockey. And that is a good thing. And that is this episode in the books. Peace.